Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jake Ross. This is the last episode of the year. Yes, and Matthew Knight. I can't wait till season two. (laughs) Absolutely, exactly. This is the last episode of 2020, the Christmas special, and the last episode of 2020, of the regular episode, uh, the regular podcast, that is, because, of course, dear listener, you have the Gear of the Year podcast series to look forward to um, next week or something from when you're... Yeah, next next week they'll be coming out. So look forward to those. You've got five whole episodes where we're going to be battling out to decide what is the best guitar, best effects pedal, best other thing, best amplifier, and best bass guitar thing of 2020. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. But yes, this week, this for this, the 295th and final episode... <laughs> Uh, in series one, season one <laughs> <laughs> of the Guitar Nerds podcast, um, yeah, we tried to get us all together, but but you know, Mark, uh, Mark is hand gliding somewhere or something, something really cool. Yeah, sure. night um, night time hand gliding. You say yeah. hand gliding? Yes, ham ham gliding. Mark <laughs> pack ham glide. <laughs> like pack of ham. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We have to introduce our our new patrons. Uh, for this week, so. you always make it sound like such a chore. Oh Joe. no, I'm I'm I am. You always like, oh, okay, hang on, everyone. I've got to stop what we're doing for a sec. <laughs> Some people have given us money, and I've got to read their name out. Oh, <laughs> well, I am honoured, honoured to to welcome aboard the Guitarnerd ship, uh, Mohan Mudhar and and Erin Montiel. Hello, Bang. and welcome both. And thank Bang. you. What a couple of legends? Joining. Yes, absolutely, legends. Indeed. Now, um, now I guess as this is the Christmas special, we were gonna we were gonna talk about some gift recommendations, some things that we've seen that we think you, dear listener, might be interested in. Um, we've also been trying out some stuff. Matt's got a couple of new things that we're gonna talk about, and then I have a surprise for the hosts. But we're we're gonna kind of cover everything else first. So first of all, Matt, you've been uh, you've been messing around with a couple of pedals. The a couple of the things we're considering on gear of the year have been sent your way. So you've had the Jackson Audio Asabi, which has been Jackson Audio as a brand have been a big hit with us this year. The first year I've ever 
um, you know, come heard to, of them. to yeah, yeah. We're the first year I've heard <laughs> of them. And I think that's well, it's because over here, I guess they, you know, they're obviously very well established in the US. But um, this this year, I think it's this year, they they started being distributed by um, by our good friend Bruce. So uh, so we, we were made aware through him, and he's been very lovely to get us a uh, um, a, a demo piece of the Asabi, but. Uh, um, the Asabi, of course, we mentioned we mentioned a, a couple of a few weeks ago, didn't we? Because it's uh, it's got the wonderful feature of being able to actually become a completely different pedal via yes. a, a chip change. Indeed, uh, very skeptical, but actually bloody brilliant, <laughs> I must say. Um, I so I I bought the Golden Boy earlier this year, which was the co joey landreth sort of signature one which is their transparent overdrive and boost and I, I really liked it at first but the more i spent with it the more i'm just like i'm not into the whole transparent drive thing i think it's because my guitar playing is so bad i need something with with color otherwise you know all the all the wrong notes are just coming through too loud <laughs> gotta cover those bad notes um so when i sort of dived into this i was like sort of had that in the back of my mind and then i plugged it in and went this is this is amazing. It's just great. I put so the is it um, on the on the regular, which is a because it's a a plexi style drive. Yeah, so it's a it's like a modded JCM eight hundred on one side, and then a dynamic overdrive on the other. Um, and uh, you also sent me the large mouse, which is their first uh, replaceable chipset for for this. Super easy to do, uh, and basically turns it into a a wrap. But you get all of the clipping options, and um, it's great. It is really, really, really good. Loads of gain, really dynamic with the guitar volume control, and just goes anywhere from kind of a nice sort of warm. Sort of slightly driven sound to like just the heaviest of guitar fuzz um but like the the kind of fuzz that i like which is like super tight like like a rat basically um but what's interesting is obviously you can change the clipping diode so you can change the way that it's you know how open or compressed it might sound uh and then you've got the one feature which is great is the gain cycling so you click both buttons in together and it cycles between 25 50 75 and 100 percent of where you have the gain control set um fantastic which i think is like really giving cool. you a tiered sort of saturation to your drive yeah. without having to you know bend down and use the rotary control i it's think great. um i think if anything my only criticism is also it's positive it's the fact that it's just got too much going on it for a drive pedal. You know, you kind of dial it. For me, I've realized that for drive pedals, I just like it to sound. I like to find the sound and then never change it. And then I'm just like, I keep finding so many good sounds in it. I'm like, I want to use this one. And you've obviously got MIDI and you can change it, but I'm just like, it would be good if it didn't have any of this. And it was just like that one thing. Um, but I've got to say, I, absolutely mega mega impressed one of the best drive pedals i've tried in a very very long time especially what if you, did want you that prefer thi- the uh the jcm style or the rat style no the the rat for me was because i i kind of although it's it's a very very different thing in some ways i like the um obviously i, I miss having my 78 big muff on my pedal board my op amp big muff um it's just too big um, i was gonna say what happened to that it's it's on my uh, it's on my shelf. I look at it every day and go, 
I love this pedal. Um, <laughs> but I like that. I like that wall of sound kind of, um, you know, fuzz type thing. And uh, it really does that. I mean, the, the maximum gain is like, I wouldn't say too much gain, but it's a lot of gain. Um, right. And then obviously you can put the overdrive, goes in front of it. So then you can have another overdrive pedal going into it. And it's just like, yeah, it's just got a bit of everything going on. Um, super, super versatile. I think if you were running a kind of a mini pedal board with like three or four pedals, um, it would be great. Really, really flexible. It's part of a bigger rig of using MIDI. Um, I just thought, yeah, I'm I'm keen to, one, keep it, and two, see what other <laughs> modules they make. Because <laughs> uh, I'd love to see a, yeah, I'd love to see like a Big Muff style um, oh, I would love that, that from Jackson Audio. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I like the fact that obviously the modules are analog. Um, I can't see, you know, once they've got like five or ten modules out there, I can't imagine many people will have all ten and they'll be like, I'm going to swap it out for this gig and I'm going to swap it out for that gig. I think you just have one and you'll you'll like it and then you'll, you'll leave it. I mean, as we said before, we've been down the module route with gear and... Uh, quite often it, and that's why you're skeptical of it <laughs> and that's why i was a bit skeptical about <laughs> yeah. it but i think once i've you know what you know the mod the module is in there i'm like it's great i think you know for messing around you know oh there's a new one i'm going to try it don't like it don't worry about it they only cost well, i just think 50 quid cost down. well that's the thing it keeps costs down if they'd released the what, what is it called the small or the big mouse La- large large mouse. the large mouse right? if they'd released this as a standalone pedal we'd be saying it's a great pedal if it had been released alongside the other one. But, of course, you'd be looking at another 200 quid yeah. and up, uh, upwards of 200 quid to purchase it. Now, it's 50 quid or whatever to, to grab that. I mean, yeah. assuming you've already laid down the 200 and whatever pounds for the... For, for the, the yeah. yeah. It's but, got a bit of a... Uh, it's, it's got a bit of the, the Pokemon to it, doesn't it? Like, the kind of... <laughs> the, gamifica- the gamification of pedals, like, just, like, hanging out with your mates at lunchtime and being like... Oh yeah, no, oh yeah, I'll, I'll trade you. Oh, tra- oh, let's let's plug our Game Boy Link cables in and swap oh, and, and trade. Dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, or like you know, Premier League '96 or whatever. You know, there's uh, it's it's cool though. It's it's interesting. It's definitely it's, interesting. And it, is, it's- it is interesting. I think they're a great band, a brand. And the one thing I, I really like, which is just an aesthetic thing, is. That, that it's a really dark black that's like a matte finish, like slightly rough. And it's almost like Vanta black. Obviously, Ugh. it's not Vanta black, but it's very black. It's like the blackest of black, which I really black like. Black 3.0. Oh, man. Someone needs to do a pedal in, in black 3.0. Vanta. Vanta black. Absorbs 99.98% of all light. I saw a video of a guy who got the world's most powerful torch, 100,000 lumens. And shot it against a panel of Fad to Black. It's just like, how is this a real thing? How does it absorb that? Um, and you can also get the pinkest pink. So I'd like to see someone do something with the pink. Uh, yeah, well, the pinkest pink was something a bit different, though. And I only know this from QI. So, you know, I, I could be wrong. But it's something to do. And I can't remember the people that I, were I, this, the, Where the story is, for anyone out there thinking about painting a guitar in, in Fad to Black, is um, it was trademarked or so uh, basically an artist called Anish Kapoor bought yeah. the rights yeah. to the blackest black so another so he, artist Anish Kapoor is the only person who can paint with paint that. anything with Vanta Black yes yeah. so someone else went well, that's ridiculous so so the pinkest pink is is open source 
not not open source like anyone could buy it but when you buy the pink is pink you have to sign something that says i am not related to i'm not friends with and i will not <laughs> allow this to get into the hands of anish kapoor basically to like just say like okay well you've got this this you've got the blackest black well i'm not going to let you have the pinkest pink but apparently anish kapoor then did get get a hold of something <laughs> probably on the van to black market you know yeah hey. <laughs> um so um yeah it's a very very good looking little unit and it's actually yeah. got a little startup feature when you turn it on it cycles through all the colors like really slowly which i thought was very very cool Ooh, that is very cool um but then, yeah Impressed. The uh, the second pedal you got is um, from a company that we've had a couple of bits from in the past. And if anything, we don't talk about enough because they are fantastic and have been making pedals in the sort of modern uh, sort of, uh, I don't know, the sort of hyper modern look that I think Strymon have cultivated. And Jackson Audio follows suit with that as well. And I think Chase Bliss and people like that as well. But these guys were doing it long before. Um uh, why don't you tell us about that pedal? Uh, yes, actually, I was trying to look to see if this one was actually on the list for um, Gear of the Year, but I think it might have come out it last year. It was the year. previous year, yes. It, it was, was actually it was an option for last year. And I don't think, I don't know if it got through. I have no idea what he's talking it. about. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Jay poo-pooed it. No, no, no. I, I genuinely don't know what you're talking about. I don't know if I missed this in the preamble, but I don't know what pedal you're talking about. Oh, well, let's talk about... The Free the Tone Future oh, Factory. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, the RF phase modulation delay. As they say, new world of fluctuation created by dual delay. Uh, and I like their motto. The motto for the development of the Free the Tone Future Factory was creation of new sound. <laughs> Good I mean, motto. yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Great motto. So for anyone who doesn't know, Free the Tone, um, Japanese brand have been around for a very long time, actually, um, and have been designing stuff for various people. Um, and you may know some of the drives they've done, but more probably you know their previous delay unit that looked somewhat like the uh, panel of the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Um, so the Future Factory is a slightly different delay unit to that and basically is a dual delay system that uses a very unique phase modulation delay. Um, and it kind of gives the sort of vibe of one of those expensive like digital delay racks from the 80s and 90s, uh, the ones we all love. Um, and uh, I plugged it in, just running it in mono and played for about 45 minutes and was like... Should probably do some work, really. Uh, you you um, know, you know when you found something good when you just get lost and you yeah, sort of find was, yourself at the other end of an hour. It was, um, it was really good. I was like, oh man, like, there's a couple of really nice features. Obviously, the modulation's nice. I mean, not the greatest interface to try and dial in. Um, it's just lots yeah. of buttons and lights. Um, but the one thing that's really good is it's got soft clipping. Uh, on the input so you can sort of drive the um the signal a little bit it just gives a little bit of a grittier edge to the repeat it had that with its distorted. chorus as well you could you it could did, kind yes. of drive the the tone of the chorus which i i love when you can when you can do that with modulation mm. pedals. you could do that on the md200 yes um, yeah i think it's it's nice to be able to adjust the input level one also for different guitars but just to kind of you know, just give a bit of oomph um, to the delay signal. But yeah, it was just, it was actually, what was funny was I plugged it in and I 
just whatever it was set to before, probably one of Jay's presets. Exactly. Bloody fantastic. Well, you know, <laughs> I then, don't know what I, to tell you. And then I started changing it. It's like, oh, no, how do I get back to the one I had before? Um, but no, it was, it was, um, it's a really, really good delay pedal and something just a little bit different. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, Matty, is, is, it's really funny because I think what this, this pedal does is it really highlights the difference between you, a genius, and me, an idiot. <laughs> because, like, I kind of, there's just, there was too much going on with it. And, like, you're right. I found out a few sounds where I was like, yeah, this sounds great. I'm going to use this. I'm, but, I didn't like find myself lost in it at any point. And I, and I think that's literally just down to the fact that like, I'm an idiot. Like I'm an idiot. And I, 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 I just need it to be able to be like, yeah, cool. Four or five knobs. Bang. Lovely. There we go. I well, don't think there's anything wrong with that sort of drive for simplicity though. I remember when I was trying this pedal and it was very good, extremely good, but I was trying it along th- alongside things like the, uh, you know, the Nordstrand Ranger pedal. It's the uh, Rocket Surgeon. And they'd done the ice caves, yeah, um, which was like a reverb delay with whatever, like four or five rotary controls on it, and it didn't really matter where you put them. It was always going to be this. Massive it always sounded soundscape. like it was in. It always sounded like you were in an ice cave. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's really well made that pedal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know when you're comparing that along with this, which has which can do all of that stuff, but you have to set it up to do that stuff. You know, this this pedal can also not sound like that at all and be very sort of supple mm. and almost average because, what? you know, because of that, because of the amount of rotaries that it has. Yeah, what's what's interesting is I've got two delay pedals on, on my board and sometimes I go, is this a bit too simple? But every time I plug them in, I'm like, these sound so good. So I've got an old, I've got a DD2, which is an Analog Man modded DD2. So um, it's got like a high uh, high pass filter. Low pass filter. Cuts out the high end, so low pass filter. Low pass filter. Um so it doesn't go to infinite they the the DD three doesn't do like an it doesn't infinite repeat, but because the repeats never degrade because they're the same exactly the same repeat rather than an uh, an analog delay. So this towels a little bit of that off. Um uh, and it's just good to sit in the mix, but it's got ever so slight, just just a nice sort of kind of old digital shine to it i guess uh and then i've got an old 90s deluxe memory man every time i plug it in i'm like this pedal's always on the edge of just being too flaky and then i plug it and then i turn it on i'm just like it there's just a pillow of like soft repeats that just sit underneath the mix that no Ooh, other delay pedal can sit yes it's exactly what it is it's exactly and no, no other analog delay pedal has come close to that design and it's just it is just perfection so every time i think about changing it i'm like can't get close the problem is it's absolutely massive and i have to have a separate mixer to use it because i can't step on the foot switch because one it might break uh and two it clips too easily so you've got to be able to like run it in a in parallel with something else um (laughs) but it sounds like a nightmare it is but then you hear it and you know, once once this is all blown over and we can all see each other, and I bring my pedal board down to Brighton and plug it in, you'll be like, "Yeah, you were right. It is the bloody best." <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was the future uh, free the tone future factory. And Joe, actually, one other thing which we didn't make a note of, I also got the Magma Fifty Seven, of course, yeah. um, from Origin Effects, which I'd already bought 
the Revival Trem. And I've got to say, I've got a few arguments, I think, for uh, for Gear of the Year, because I'm going to have to pick one of them. Um, and both are really, really, really good. Mm. I think it just depends what you want. One just sounds like a really cool... One that that it one's depends. Got... What do you prefer, Fender or Magnetone? Like that's that's what this is coming down oh, I mean, to. That is basically... that's what those... Yeah, and and not many people have obviously know the sound of Magnetone as much. I mean, I've never tried a a, vin- a vintage one, let alone you know one from 1957. Um, but the circuit, the v- vibrato circuit, is much more like a Univibe. So it's got more of this kind of like thick chewy phaser type thing going on um, but there seems to be less gain in that pedal compared to the fender one which has got more of that sort of yeah cranked brown panel type thing um I, but yeah very very difficult but i th- i think i prefer the trem i think i prefer the trem um but it's just a more familiar sound so i yeah. think i agree that you know it's just a more familiar sound the the sort of the drive and the trem than the drive and the vibrato yeah and actually the vibrato yeah like i said sounds quite like like a univibe and the grouter vibe that i got earlier in the year is just amazing i've realized that that... no no go on sorry i i i I felt like the the vibrato and drive was something that i can replicate to a level that i am equally satisfied with with Mm. other equipment Mm. whereas the revival trem I thought was a, a perfect unit, like just the, the best sounding version of that I have ever heard. So, yeah, sort yeah, of thing. just it's just like a cranked Fender, basically. Um, yeah, in a box. I just I just think it's great, and yeah, I can replicate that sort of vibe sound with the the vibe that I've got and stuff, and you know, so spend a bit more time with it. Um, but definitely, you know, going high for the Asabi and high for the Revival Trem so it's far. It's going to be an exciting gear of the year, that's for sure. Indeed. Now, I did uh, I did want to talk about, um, like, you know, Christmas gift recommendation, things that we can suggest to our listeners to pick up. And and something that kind of fell into my laps just as I was kind of thinking about that was that I'd started talking to, I was introduced very, uh, very kindly um, by Al Lawson, a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, introduced me to the team. Enemy of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he introduced me to the team who put together um, both the Stomp Box book and the Vintage and Rarities book. Um, both those books are available in something called The Brick, which is both of those books. I, I, it's something that I think, Matt, you've been thinking about purchasing. I have. For yeah, some I, time. Absolutely. Which one were you thinking about getting, Stompbox or Vintage and Rarities? Joe. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Think about the question that you just this, asked. Well, Stompbox, so for the listener, if you're not aware, the book Stompbox, it's just absolutely, incredibly beautiful photography um, and the story behind 100 pedals uh, of the world's greatest guitarist so it's kind of it's it's a photographic showcase of the pedals of Matt's pedals <laughs> of the yeah. pedals owned by like Jimi Hendrix Stevie Ray Vaughan Frank Zappa you know etc all all the names that you can uh, that you can expect um and then you know like a little story behind them so it's it's that's a wonderful book in itself but for me I was like vintage and rarities was just a a, a little bit broader so I I was, it, I, I, 
I love the idea of that. Is because in vintage and rarities, you know, you get three hundred and thirty-three cool, crazy, and hard to find guitar pedals um, because they're not always owned by famous people. They're just incredible examples of amazing gear. And so, in this, you also, it, it, you know, it will include people like Josh Scott, for example, from JHS has offered up some, you know, some options in in that book. So. Um, it's a bit more community-driven rather than celebrity-driven like Stompbox. But nonetheless, both books are absolutely fantastic and hell worth checking out. Dear listener, if you haven't heard of them yet or haven't checked them out, then stompboxbook.com is where to go. And actually, you know, thanks to um, thanks to us being introduced to the Stompbox team, uh, we're going to be doing a little dealio with them. So... The first five customers who purchase those, either of the books or the uh, or the brick, which is both of them, the first five customers who purchase those books using the code Guitar Nerds will get ten percent off the price, um, and that that only lasts for a week from the point of the release of this podcast. So we're we're uh, launching this code in line with the release of the main podcast on so Wednesday. Um, so it will run from Wednesday until December the 14th. So, uh, it's, so um, if you're listening to it as a Patreon, just wait for tomorrow and uh, and then purchase. It's, um, I mean, you know, thankfully we've been uh, lucky enough to uh, to have a bit of a sample. And uh, page one, famous pedal number one, Interfax Harmonic Percolator HP1, Steve Albini, with a picture <laughs> of his yeah. actual unit and a nice little story about it. Number two, one order it. Electroharmonic Softech Big Muff Pie. Um, yeah. You know, so, you know, two pages in, you're like, got to read the rest. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's you know, it's not even, um, I mean, just, just scanning through here, John Dyer, Baisley and Gina Gleason, Strymon Timeline. You know, <laughs> That's cool. it's, it's quite cool, you know, and, and the fuzz pedal that they make. So, you know, there's... I think oh yeah, because they sell they they only sell like a couple of per show, don't they? The Philly Fuzz. The f- oh, is it? The, oh, okay, it's the Philly Fuzz. Yeah, okay, yeah. From yeah, Her- yeah. Heretic, is that the brand? Her- yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I, think so. I follow them on Instagram because. Um, but yeah, so there's a bit more modern stuff on there. Like Jennifer Batten's got you know her blue guitar on there, but it's just a great coffee table book. Uh, yeah, so I'm keen to um, I'm keen to have a sort of a bit more of a flick through of these. Uh, I mean, the vintage one. Obviously, everyone loves a good vintage pedal. And actually, another book worth um, checking out in the future, if it's still in production, is Analog Man wrote a really interesting book on uh, on uh, vintage pedals as well. That was um, quite a while ago, though, wasn't it? Was it was quite a while ago. That was uh, my, my nan bought me that book probably about 15 years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm, you might still be able to buy it from, uh, from his website. Um, but yeah, both. Just, I mean, who doesn't like looking at pictures of guitar pedals? Well, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't know how many people have coffee tables anymore with books on them, but... um, I've got a coffee table. No. The, uh, you know, just get that and a copy of The Rock's autobiography. (laughs) Actually, I'm reading a different autobiography at the moment. Starting it Mankind. Mankind. No, (laughs) I have read that one. and That's also a very good one. Uh, I'm reading I Believe in Music, the uh, autobiography of, uh, or Mr. Kakahashi, the autobiography, the founder of Roland. Um, for those who don't know, had a crazy, crazy life to start with. He, um, he, 
basically got like a really rare disease when he was like five or six and was in hospital for like the first 10 years of his life. Oh, wow. And there was another person with a similar disease and there was an experimental drug and he got selected and it cured him. And he then went on to, while he was ill, like studied electronics and then went to build a TV. So he built a TV, which had obviously valves in at that point, but you couldn't buy valves in a shop. So he had to buy them on like the Japanese, like black market and made a TV. And that's how he learned like about electronics. Wow. And uh, yeah, and then obviously went on to form Ace Tone and then on to form Roland, but made the first ever programmable drum machine. Wow. So, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, I'm really looking forward what to diving in. That was the CR78, I think. No, the, there was an Ace Tone model before that, okay. uh, which was a programmable drum machine. But you've got to think, the drum sounds are not samples. They're, it's all like, it's it's a synthesizer. All the sounds are transistors and resistors and synthesized yeah, wow. sounds to make it sound like drums. That's it's just like, yeah, it's amazing. So I'm looking forward to, to diving into that and understanding a little bit more about where I am today in this company, <laughs> I guess, and how, how, it, how it formed. Unfortunately, never got to meet him. But um, yeah, I think it'd be a nice little book to, to dive into. Yeah, very cool. I mean, and you know, another good suggestion with kind of Christmas gifts in mind, very timely, James from James's Home of Tone announced this week um, that he's getting Marcus Deluxe pedal boards on board nice. um, in, in his shop, which is... Um, which is it which is incredibly cool. Marcus Deluxe makes wonderful um uh reclaimed wood pedal boards and they're gorgeously presented. They're from all kind of like offcuts that he's able to procure. And he keeps the prices so incredibly affordable when you think about how how much people tend to, you know, put on the price of something for when it comes to a, a boutique product he's managed to keep everything incredibly affordable in his range now he doesn't do cases for them they are just the boards but they look absolutely wonderful and until now he's just sold them through his instagram and he's just made them to order um which i think is still generally the case but he's made a standardized range in a in a lovely sort of grade thick grain wood um and he's uh he's offered up four different size options for James's home of tone, um, uh, you know, one of which we actually we we have as a, a me and Matt own as a as a board for display, which is the very unique Vert Deluxe, which is the upright pedal board, which has a little shelf, a little lip on the bottom of it. Um, it it does come with pre-fitted um, Velcro um, on the board, but it has a, a little shelf on the bottom of it, so you can sit even pedals without velcro so that's fantastic for displaying them but also if you're uh if you're the sort of person like using a pedal maybe you know in in on your desktop uh whilst you're recording or maybe you're using it with something that's not a guitar like a keyboard or something like that it's it's very very useful um in in that sense but he also does the Vert Deluxe Limo, which is a much longer version. Then there's a two-rail classic, which is a nice, small, simple pedal board. And then the four-rail uh, classic, which is your your regular larger size. But here's the thing. The, even the larger size is £75. That two-rail one, which is like a, a pedal train nano, is £45. You know? The, 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 
the the upright pedal board is 35 quid the little the little sort of two or three pedal version i think i just think they're absolutely gorgeous i think the uh the upright one's a great little gift actually for guitar players you know for a desk at work or at, at home i like i like changing the pedals i've got on them sort of every other day or so so i can mm. look at a different guitar pedal you know when i when i for when inspiration I'm, when, I, when i'm you know stressed out at work and i'm just like oh what am i looking at today i'm looking at a pink sparkle dd3 Oh, today's going really slowly. That's all right. I'll just turn the speed up on this delay pedal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if I'm feeling angry, maybe it's a fuzz pedal. You know, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'd actually say it's a great, great little gift. Yeah, yeah, they are completely wicked. Now, I really want to move on to the surprise in this podcast. But before, so, and I know we've got other things to talk about, but maybe we'll talk about those in the in the Patreon episode. Before that, are there any other gifts anyone wants to suggest? Any other things? I mean, I, I was thinking about the uh, the thing that I've probably had the most use of this year. Well, I did until uh, <clears throat> Marky P. Uh, oh, yeah, can I just borrow that for a week? Um, you know, <laughs> six months ago. Uh, the uh, Spire, the Isotope Spire, hmm. I think it's just such a great unit and something that uh, people should check out. Um, I mean, it's it's about 300 quid or something, so maybe not a ideal Christmas gift for, you know, if you're looking for... I've had so much trouble for Christmas. Like my mum is desperate to be, she's like, oh, you got to tell me what you want for Christmas. I'm like, I, just, I don't really need anything. Like I'm, I'm basically, I think what I'm getting from my mum is loads of just like running gear because that's <laughs> the only thing that I could think that she would be able to get for me. Um, and it's, you know, it's very nice. I'm, I'm very lucky, but. Uh, so this really isn't uh, the sort of thing that you can probably ask your mum for, but maybe it's something that uh, you could uh, you could get for yourself after Christmas. And that, yeah, the Spire Isotope, uh, I just think it's a great interface. Um, it runs on batteries. It you don't need to plug anything into it. It um, is like a standalone unit that you can do multi-track recording on. Um, the app is really good. Uh, I've I've had loads of fun with it. I think it's a really, really good unit, if, if, especially for if you are like me, an idiot who has no idea how to do any kind of recording. Um, even I was able to put together a little, uh, a little demo and Don't I really be. enjoyed it. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's an incredible piece of equipment. It's really good. Yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. And uh, yeah, that's probably the piece of gear that um i like you know had the most use of in terms of like you know the situation that we've been in this year the built-in so, effects on the spire for me are, are what really make it because uh i i love that you obviously we've spoken about this a lot before but i love the the sound check feature when you go to start recording and it asks you to play a little bit of what you're going to play and it recognizes what you're playing in. So if I'm singing and playing guitar, it recognizes vocals and acoustic guitar and then it mm. sets all its levels for, for yeah, 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 exactly. And some of the reverbs on there are just so lovely. I find, especially for acoustic and singing, if you then just add like the global reverb to that track, it's just, it's pure Neil Young. Like it's just a, a really, really strong demoing tool. And to be honest, you could quite easily write something perfectly professional on with using only. Oh, Aspire. you've heard my demos, have you? <laughs> just perfect and professional. Just, just perfect professional music that See, I would never let anybody listen to. So, Jay, you picked a sensible gift while I went down the instant. What are the weirdest gifts uh, of course and, and i picked the jtyx guitar headstock mobile phone clamp oh gosh okay <laughs> what so for the shred shot 
Um, no. So they're down the it's, fretboard it's shredding. Like, it's like a curly, extendable he- like oh. lead with a clamp. Uh, perfect for any places. Perfect for movies, enjoying movies, in the bedroom, what? kitchen, gym, or office. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, yeah, it's, it's like a phone clamp that they're advertising for a guitar but then i'm like don't forget you could use it in the gym um what attach it to your in the dumb- cinema <laughs> attach it to your dumbbells or something <laughs> yeah watch a movie <laughs> um but actually uh and i put the link in uh in our podcast notes and uh, maybe we should put this in the group but amazon have a uh, gift for guitarists and uh, such things as novelty mug that says in my head i'm playing guitar while i'm not listening to you and <laughs> <laughs> I like that the top and- option is there a plectrum that says, I couldn't pick a better stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that mug. Oh, God. So earlier today, Joe sent me a me- Joe sent a message to us being like, oh, Jay, you're going to hate this. He So you were out. I hope you don't mind me yeah. uh, giving <laughs> yeah, people no, a fine. peek behind the, behind the curtain. But Joe went, Joe had to take the cat to the vets today. And the, uh, the sign for the vets had like... Is my worst nightmare when when uh, signs are made up of like four or five different typefaces. Just choose one and just run with it, you imbeciles. <laughs> and uh, that's what this mug is. This mug has got one, two, three, four, five different fonts on it. Oh, God, oh, I can't stand uh, it. I cannot stand it. You might be into the guitar capo for acoustic electric guitar shark capo, which is shaped like a shark. Oh, uh, I mean, that does sound cool in fairness. Um I personally liked the beach towel that was shaped like a really bad Fender guitar. <laughs> um, and also the, actually, I would say top pa- top pick for T-shirts is relax, the bass player is here with a picture of a bass on it. <laughs> uh, and um, also here, a gothic guitar skull with uh with head poke with the uh, guitar head sorry poking through oh, right. um, relax the bass player is here that's horrendous um <laughs> apologies to anyone listening to this who's um actually just bought that t-shirt there's a t-shirt yeah, well, there's a t-shirt that has four strings and it just says e-a-d-g beneath them as, <laughs> i mean as if standard tuning was cool enough to put on a t-shirt honestly Standard tuning is very cool. That's why it's standard. Um, but yeah, actually, one crazy gift I have seen, which I thought actually for someone who needs a bit more space, um, these aren't new. They've been around for a while. The wardrobe guitar hangers, I actually think are a genius. You just have to screw them idea. into your headstock, right? You just screw a hole through your headstock. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You take out one of the strip, whatever uh, machine head you're not using, whichever string you use the least. You take out the machine head and then you hang it from the uh, from the hole left by the uh, by the gap um, there. Lovely. But um, what? There's this one poster here that says, "I might look like I'm listening to you, funny music guitarist." <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I want it. I'm getting that. Oh, that That's that, what I want. Matt, what buy, me, that? buy that for me. This is the, this is clearly some sort of really bad translation. For anyone oh, okay. who is a musician, a guitarist, or studies musician as a guitarist, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, Wonderful. dear. Great gifts. 
All Great of them. gifts, all of them. Yeah, absolutely. AMA Audio Machine's comprehensive range of premium effects pedals are extremely impressive, coupling some of the best-looking graphics and best-sounding circuits with some of the most original reimaginations of classic effects pedals that we've ever seen. From the wild and soaring high-gain distortion of the worm to the classic ripping fuzz tones of the Fuzzly Bear, Minos and Dead Stag, the swirling phaser of the Astro Spurt, the treble to full range, stock her treble booster, the synthy octaves of the Moy I Mayer and the Queequeg, to the incomparably expansive wash of delays and verbs from the Cirrus and the uniquely controlled mid-accentuated drive of the incredibly dynamic Logan. The list is comprehensive, and every pedal offers something original and unique to KMA's penchant for extreme controllability. Available worldwide from leading guitar effects pedal dealers, and for more info, check out kma-machines.com. This episode of Guitar Nerds is brought to you by Shergold Guitars and their latest electric guitar, The Provocateur. Celebrated by Total Guitar Magazine as one of the most refined single cuts on the market with endlessly satisfying playability and a flawless set of tones. The Shergold Provocateur combines remarkable specification with a retro vibe for a unique and bona fide rock guitar. From the brand that once powered the likes of Joy Division and is now championed by modern guitar pioneers and So I Watch You From Afar and many others comes a fresh and exciting range of electric guitars. Designed by legendary British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle and featuring a roasted mahogany neck and a solid mahogany body loaded with USA-made Seymour Duncan pickups, it's easy to see why Guitarist Magazine officially voted The Provocateur one of the best electrics of 2019. You can find your nearest Shergold dealer at shergoldguitars.com. And if you're not in the UK, don't fear. Many UK-based Shergold dealers have super awesome international shipping options to guarantee your Shergold will make it to you in the most far-flung of places. Proudly stand out from the crowd and discover yours today at shergoldguitars.com. Shergold Guitars. Be your own original. Joe... Joe, yes. the anticipation is killing me. He, yes. So for people, li- for people listening, Joe just like said, every week he sends through the, the podcast notes, which generally we ignore because they're just a load of rubbish. It's like, oh, look at this. Oh, check out this. No, let's talk about football and Twin Peaks. But um, but this week, just out of nowhere, there's a thing on there that says, I have a surprise. And we have yeah. no idea what it is. I know. I mean, to be honest, the surprise didn't count on us uh, going 40 minutes into the podcast before I got there. But that is where we are. So that's what I have to deal with. So I think we're going to have to split this across um, now and the Patreon episode because, boys, I've made a mini quiz. He's made a quiz? I've oh, made a... Oh, yeah, lovely. that's right. I've got a Matt versus Jay. Dear listener, prepare for a Matt versus Jay mini quiz. The last quiz, the last thing in the regular episodes of the Guitar Nerds podcasts, we have got four rounds. We've got three questions each in each of those rounds, so we might actually be able to fly through this. The rounds that we're going to be covering are topical general knowledge, know your Joe, feeling <sighs> affected, and signature model trivia. Oh, um, okay. So be prepared. There's going to be a point system like before. So round one is simply a point for a correct answer in every round 
it will pass over to the other person if you can't answer the question. In round two, it's two points for a correct answer, but only one point if you steal the answer. As okay. in if the, if the first person can't answer. In round three, it's two points for a correct, two points for a steal, but minus one point for a wrong answer. And in the final round, round four, two points for a correct answer. Turn it on its head. Three points for a steal, which gives you... <laughs> but minus one for a wrong answer. So you really... You really want to guess, even at the risk of minus one point, because if the next person gets it, they get one point more. So there we go. So let's kick things off. Let's go straight into things. Okay. Um, I like things. Uh, I haven't thought about who's going to start. Um, Was this quiz originally made for three people and then one person didn't show up? <laughs> so you're having to restructure it on the fly. Is that what's happened here, Joe? That is literally what it was. Yeah, right, okay. yeah. Mark I fi- didn't I let me know that- until I got back from like, my doctor's appointment earlier and I was like, right, I need to rewrite all of this quickly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So um, uh, who, who won last time? Because they can go first. Uh, I think, uh, I think I you. I think you did. Yeah, Matty. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Okay. I don't know how. Yeah, I okay. mean, even a broken clock's right twice a day. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Here we go. Matt Knight. Then Matt Knight with question one, round one. This round is called topical general knowledge. Oh wow, Matt, you have done well. Who buddy. is the leader of the <laughs> <laughs> Cuban leader? Is it Frey Bentos? <laughs> Okay, uh, this is very, very easy um, for you, uh, uh, Matt Knight. Classic. Uh, you're, yes, yes. Okay, first question. Um, what, um, oh, no, sorry, I just clicked off. Here we are. Okay, yes. First round, quite easy. What colours is the Harmony Juno available in? I need all three. Oh, all three? Yeah. Oh, oh that's man. tough. That's tough. Um... This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people sing you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And the names. There's a uh, red. Yes, yes. Can you white. name the red? That's the one we've got. Rose red. That's correct. That's one. Next, oh, you've got two more. White. 
Yes, that's correct. Third one. Mate, not looking to pile the pressure on or anything, but I know the name of the... Uh, oh, honey something? That's incorrect, and it <sighs> moves across to Jay Cross. All you've got to do, Jay, really, because he's given you the first two, you just need to name that last one. Well, it's Champagne, ain't it? It is Champagne. That Bloody is Champagne, correct. mate. Oh, Jay God, Cross. Glass of Champagne with your lasagne. Absolute Champagne, <laughs> mate. Jay Cross there moves in the lead with one point. Jay Cross, question for you coming along. Um, what two Origin Effects pedals have been released in 2020? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Magnatone thing. Sorry, I, I mean, the- I. I actually I don't know what they're called. I know that there's <laughs> I know there's the the, the Magna mm. Drive Trem. No, no that's <laughs> not correct. The Magna the the mag the magnet the the magnet oh, man. It's the um, magnet man. And I'm moving across to you that <laughs> night. Magnets. How do they work? <laughs> Can you name them? The revival trem, which yes. I, I'm looking at both. So it's I know bit that's why it's bang out of order. <laughs> and then the Magna 57. That is correct. Okay, so we're back on a level playing field. That's what I said. The Magna Geezer. No. <laughs> okay, and Matt, question comes around to you. What do the faders control on the automatone preamp? Mm. He's looking at that as well. No, no, no. no I geez, have that in front Louise. of me. No, I have that yet. in front of me. In fact, Jay, oh, okay. you had this most recently. I'm going to say. Drive, level, mid, Q, treble. That's incorrect. J oh. Cross, it's coming to you. Uh, how, how many are there? Um, I'm not going to tell you that because I didn't tell Matt. Tell him and then he can, <laughs> if, he needs, if he needs to guess one more, he can. Is it okay? Um, vo- volume and gain are definitely two. Q is definitely one, and then it's middle treble and bass, isn't it? That's correct. Oh, you are, yeah, okay, you are I missed right. out the bass. I, I, I named you five. Did. Not. I yet. thought it's weird that you went middle and treble and then just stopped. I, there I, we go. For some reason, I didn't think there was because I think it's the. I mean, bass is the worst of the frequency groups. I do appreciate that. Um, because I think the reverb only has bass and treble. So I knew it was, I thought it might be missing one. Mm, I was yeah. wrong. Gotcha. You was were. Wrong. Jay Cross, coming around to you, what are the three modulation types on the Old Blood Noise Endeavours Visitor? Oh, crap. I've got that downstairs. Um, it's tremolo. Chorus and phaser. That is correct. Storming yeah. ahead, Jay Cross. Three points. Matt Knight coming over to you. Name the two Echoline drive pedals. Uh the Everest and the Roadrunner. That is correct. Up to two points. Jay Cross, cement your lead with this. The last question of the round. What type of effect is the KMA worm? Um Oh, balls. We, I wish I paid attention to the rubbish you talked about when. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a drive. That is incorrect. Coming <sighs> over to you, Matt Knight. 
Oh, I, I, I mean, uh, metal distortion. That is correct. Yes, that's oh, exactly what it come is. Come on. No, because distortion and drive are different. Come no, on. they're not. Well, no, they're not. That round, gentlemen, finishes in a tie with three points each. So essentially, you all answered all of your questions, just some of each other's. So well done, well done. Finishing round one with a tie of three points each. We move into round two. Two points per question, one point for a steal on this round. No negative points for getting anything wrong yet. Round two, no, your Joe. These no are going Joe. to be questions about me. What do you know <laughs> about me? Matt Knight, starting with you. What year is my vintage Fender Precision Bass? 69? That Dude. is correct. Matt Storm's ahead. Five points now. Oh, you don't get five points. I think two for, the, for that, so five points in total. Well done, well done. Jay Cross, moving on to you. What is my live amplifier setup for bass? I'm going to need the cab and the head. You've got the cab and the head. <laughs> That's why you use them live. <laughs> uh, you use the... Um, the Ampeg, uh, sorry, the Ashdown, sorry, the <laughs> Ashdown, um, 300 watt fella, CTM 300. Yes. Is that uh, right? That is the right head. Yeah. As <laughs> okay, accidental as that was. And what is the cabinet? It wasn't accidental. I knew exactly what it was. Uh, the cab is a, you use, use different cabs depending on the situation you know you judge the room <laughs> so you know that you turn up with a, an array of ashdown cabs and you look at the venue you look at the room and you go oh today i need this uh i need two one by 15s or sometimes you'll be like wow okay this is very big i need a one i need a, an eight by ten that's what you do isn't it i'm gonna have to make you commit to one answer you which... use two in an ideal situation you use two one by 15s that's correct well done jay cross there you go and and equal, just trying to have a little bit of fun i'm just trying to have a little bit of fun with everyone you know <laughs> that's also the correct combination for any bass player two one fifteens. absolutely absolutely is. absolutely is matt coming round to you uh what do i use to capture a perfect bass tone for home recording isotope spire <laughs> I uh, sorry know. What, I what do know. I use to capture a perfect bass tone recording? Did I say tone. that? Yeah, oh, uh, yes, he's, he's, had a, he's given his what, answer. What do I capture a perfect bass tone on for home recording? What do I use to capture a perfect bass tone for home recording? There we are. I, I don't know if you're being sneaky by saying. No, capture. I'm saying I'm saying what do I record bass on at home? It's obviously not a 300 watt valve rig. Uh, I'm gonna say Boss GT1000 Core. That is correct. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that That's is exactly what I pay what you for. That's is what the... I pay you for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's genuinely the best sounding thing for bass at home. So you know. you I'd, I'd rather use a plugin so that I could edit stuff no, after you when you mess up. Find, but I can't. Find, well, no, you can just edit the tone after because so often with bass, oh, okay. you're going to be editing the tone Jeff, around Jeff, the overall recording. But I can't find anything that sounds as good as a GT one thousand core. Joe Branton, you know yes. you can. If you use it as a USB interface, you can reamp with the GT1000, so you can record it all in and then play with the settings in real time. 
that's that's wonderful news that's really good news i'm really excited about that so yeah you can uh you can you can send the audio back through the gt1000 yeah that's the that's the the there you go i've just made your life one percent better good that's really good okay um uh who's who's it coming around okay coming around to jay cross here jay cross what two custom shop brands do i currently have bases on order with um both i know whom, one both of whom i've done friday specials with this year yeah uh i know one of them and i'm just trying to think of the other one and i'm not sure that i, I want to say because may can steal i ain't no thief well if you don't if that is a thing i mean it is one point for a steal in this, so mm. almost if you can't think of the second, it's almost better not to say anything at all. Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, oh, cr- crumbs. Um, oh my gosh, I'm really struggling to think of the other one. No, I'm just going to take a stab at it. Uh, Fidelity and Dunnable is incorrect oh well it was worth a shot it's worth a shot worth a shot indeed um i don't know the other one i know fidelity i'm trying to think who else we've spoken to Mm, i'm going to say i don't know okay well (laughs) Uh, no I don't listen to you enough, Joe. Sorry. That's right. That's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you are both right with fidelity. The other one is more Danish um, guitar uh, okay. custom yeah, shop. The ones who make the really slim-lined three-three-five style yeah, guitars. Of course. I've uh, I've um, commissioned a Wenge, uh, you know, sort of hollow body, super slim three-three-five style bass with three. Um, uh, B90, P90 style pickups in them and uh, Fender Bass 6 switching. Yeah, it's going to be great. Short scale. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Anyway, no one got that one. Um, and we're coming around to Matt Knight. What DAW do I swear by for Personas recording? One. And Sorry? Personas 1? Is that it? Is that the one? Joe, I don't listen to you if it's not about guitar pedals. And that's the only one I can think of. Studio 1. Something studio one. one, that is correct. Yes, Studio One. You almost didn't get it, but yes, Persona Studio One is the correct answer. Um, uh, moving you up to nine points. Oh, it's Personas. Dear, yeah, okay. dear, it is. Oh, it's Persona totally Studio One. And dear listener, I do thoroughly recommend it. You can get there is a free version, which is absolutely incredible. Obviously, I'm a sucker for a good plugin. You don't get plugins until the uh, the professional version, which is about 350 quid. Now, you can purchase their mid-level version for about £80 and buy an add-on to use plugins, which is about another £80. So you save sort of half price. You don't get the mastering suite and things like that. But they've recently introduced Sphere, which is a version where you pay £10 a month and you get every single thing they ever release when they release it constantly, plus the professional version. So an incredibly good deal and something that I've signed up to as well, just to have all of those in incredible features i just like to i just like to interrupt for a sec for any listeners who think that who think that joe is just a con, like he's signed <laughs> loads of people up for adverts and this is him like trying to surreptitiously get as many 
paid sponsorships in I've as never, possible. I've never even spoken is, to Persona Studio One. The, he does this to us all the time. Like when we're when we're texting or whatever, he's like, "Oh, guys, I've just signed up for this thing. Oh, it's fantastic. You do this, and then you get this, and then you get that." He just loves stuff. He just all he does is give. Just tells people about I, stuff. He's a human advert. You, you, you'll be, you'll be getting like brands tattooed on you before, before it's not too long. Just, just, for, just for it. kicks, just for kicks. <laughs> I might start selling ad space on my body. Yeah, oh, yeah, like you're a Formula One driver or something. <laughs> yeah, like the million pixels, but it's on me. Yeah. I was going to say, you're definitely not going to get a million dollars for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, fine. Last question, and it goes to Jay Cross in round two. Um, what pickups are currently in my Fender 60s reissue lack of finished jazz bass? Oh, I don't know. Um, really? You had an opinion on it. Did I? Did I? Mm. What do you mean I had an opinion on it? Like a good or bad opinion, you mean? Well, an opinion. I I, it's a hint. I can't give you any more than that. Oh, okay. Um... Very recent. Oh, you've got EMGs in there. <laughs> I do. I <laughs> <Yeah>. have. <laughs> of course I, you do. You've got the, in... whatever it is the guy Pratt uses. Yes, exactly. A vintage yeah, set yeah. of EMGs. Um, uh, yeah. They're, you know. <laughs> A vintage set from <laughs> 2004. <laughs> <laughs> they're from the early 90s. But yeah, they're, uh, you know, <laughs> vintage for EMG, I'm sure. Anyway, yeah, yes, yeah. that was a, a fantastic round. Jay Cross, you're trailing by two points, Matt. You're leading nine to seven. And we move into round three. We've got just time for round three, I reckon, and then we'll have to finish round four over nah, on the Patreon. Nah, I reckon. Just, let's just do it. Mark, Mark Hour through? The, Marky P's the one who's always like, we can't go over an hour. People will okay. stop listening. <laughs> okay, we're going to power through. We're going to no, do round unless three. It's, unless this is like the uh, Lawrence of Arabia quiz or whatever. <laughs> it's just like goes on for an hour. No, no, it's fine. Okay, we're moving into round three. Question one of 100. Round three. <laughs> <laughs> No, round three is called feeling affected. In round three, you're getting two points for a correct answer, two points for a steal, but now for the first time, minus one point for a wrong answer. So okay. hang on a sec, say that again. So same points if, if for whatever you do, whether you get the question right for yourself or whether you steal it, it's two points. Okay. Yep. In the previous round, it was less for a steal, but now it is equal money for a steal but if you get a question wrong if you commit to answering it rather than passing it um so actually it's you get two points for a correct answer but you could potentially get minus four points like relative in in goal difference terms it could be a difference of negative four is that right um yeah, oh I, minus three minus no because you lose yeah. if you get the get the question wrong and if I basically when I get the question wrong and then Matty answers it correctly, yes. that's a three point swing. Exactly. Gotcha. So you've got to really think about whether or not you want to. It really adds some some spice to whether or not you want to attempt it or pass it in this round. Interesting. You could well, end you, up I, with a bunch you, of passes. As you know, Joe, uh, po politics has never really been my forte. So uh, let's go. <laughs> okay, here we go. Round three, feeling affected. Question one, Matt Knight, how many compressors are in the Ashdown Pro Effects range? <sighs> Joe, you're literally the only person who knows that. You're the <laughs> only person in the country who knows that. I always feel that. bad about adding this question, but I have mentioned it on the podcast. Hmm. Don't listen to you. 
I really don't want to take a stab at him and lose some points, so I am going to pass. Jay Cross. You can also pass, even though... Do I lose a point if I get it wrong? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You still lose a point, but you can pass if you don't want to answer. Okay, three. That's completely correct, Jay Cross. (laughs) (laughs) Jay Cross takes the lead for the first time. Um, He who dares, Rodders, he who dares. (laughs) That's right. The Pro FX range consists of the Guy Pratt Signature Macchiato Compressor, the Velvet Compressor, which is based on the ABM compressor on the Ashdown head, and the Studio Compressor, which is a more traditional sort of mellow compressor. Um, well done, Jay Cross, of course, aware, as you were, of all three of those options. <laughs> Joe, I li- I wasn't even listening to that description, so I, like, <laughs> I'm still none the wiser. I think, I think one compressor was more compressed than the other. You said oh, Guy Pratt, you said Macchiato, and I have no idea what the third I mean, one the was. Guy Pratt is the Macchiato. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. I know one of the three compressors then. <laughs> exactly. Okay, question two. Um, is Jay Cross. Jay Cross, can you cement this lead now? What was the name of the Copper Sound's newest pedal release? Of Copper Sound's newest pedal release. That was a bad sentence. Uh, no, I don't know. I couldn't even I couldn't even take a stab in the dark because I don't okay. know. Okay, no worries. Um, that is coming across to you at night. Repeat, we will be talking about it. What is the name of Copper Sound's newest pedal? pedal their 2020 release which we will be talking about in the gear of the year series i think i'm gonna guess here i think it's called the triple shot i might have just made that up (laughs) you were so close but you're wrong so you lose a point i'm so sorry but you were close it's the triple graph because it's based on their telegraph pedal, which had a telegraph stutter switch. It was a kill a kill switch with a telegraph stutter, but it was the unit was so weak that they recommended you use it with your hand. They've reintroduced it as kind of based on that original design, but with proper foot switches. However, they are, you know, shaped like an old Morse code telegraph thing. Triple switches, including octaving and fuzz, and it's a signature pedal that they've made alongside Jack White. Um, I knew all of that. I just forgot what it was called. <laughs> yeah, very cool indeed. Very cool pedal. I'm looking forward to talking about that one. Um, so, yes, the triple graph. Unfortunately wrong. Matt Knight, you can still get this back. Um, all you've got to do is... Um... Oh, that is a Answer this question. question. Yeah, you've got to answer this question. Okay, Matt, you are probably you are much better suited to Jay than answering this question. Name the four non-time-based effects in the in the Corey Wong Neural DSP plugin kit. I don't need the names of the effects. I need the types, the effects types. We spoke about okay. this recently. We did, we did, and Joe, I'm gonna go for it. Um, so you want the non-time-based effects? Mm-hmm. So there is an envelope filter, a compressor, a distortion, and an overdrive. That is correct. Matt Knight, absolutely. <sighs> wow. Very, very well done. So that's. I closed that... my eyes and thought about it really hard. <laughs> 
you've brought it up to a tie. You're both on 10 points each now. Well done. Um, well done. Jay Cross coming across to you. Um, <clears throat> what does the second foot switch on the even tied black hole do? Oh, um, I I can hear Matt googling it right oh, no, now. No, sorry, that's me. That's me. I'm double checking. I didn't write the um, answer down on my sheet. <laughs> I I mean, oh, I, d- I just don't know. I don't know how. I assume. I mean, I, I could be completely wrong here, but I assume it sends it in. I, I don't really know how to explain it because I don't know what it does. But I assume it, it like, oh, I'm going to lose a point here, but whatever. That's It's all it's all a bit of fun and games, isn't it? I assume what it does is it kind of makes the pedal go like, uh, what's uh, what's the word? Like, um, like feeds back into itself. Uh, uh, no, that's not the word. What's the, um, like regenerates or... I will accept goes, that. Goes I will bigger. Accept it go, that. makes it go bigger. I will accept that. It's the okay. freeze. <laughs> it's the freeze function. But regenerates. Yes. Yeah, okay. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Regenerates Re- is uh, is is correct enough for me. So okay. Good. Twelve Thank points. Thank you, Cross. Well done. <laughs> that's that's true. The Eventide Black Hole. The eagerly anticipated um, sort of H nine and you know uh, and software based reverb now available in a standalone pedal. Um, without a screen, so you know a sort of functional pedal board pedal does have a second control for its infinite uh, reverb, which is very cool indeed. Um, okay, moving on, Matt Knight. Matt Knight, last question of the round for you. What was the big change for HX Stomp in the Helix three point zero update? Uh, eight effects blocks from six. That is correct. Matt Knight brings it up to a tie. Well done. Jay Cross, you have every option to go ahead of him here. With the last question in this round, what are the diode options? (laughs) What are the diode options on the Automatone preamp Mark II? A second Automatone question. Yes. I can tell that you were. I can tell that you were running out of inspiration for this quiz and just <laughs> frantically looking around at the things near you. I, I do, oh, what colour is my coffee mug? Oh no, I, wrote, I can't ask that. Even though this isn't the last round, I wrote this round last, and I was really like, oh, I just got back from my flu jab. It was like an hour and a half round trip. I was like, I need three more questions. I've got this automaton next to me, but yeah, that's, I, uh, I don't know. I I I don't know. Pass. Okay, so he passes. Matt Knight. If I if I could take a stab at it, I would, but I can't, so I'm not going to. Okay, Matt Knight, can you do it? I think, I think it is symmetrical, asymmetrical, and off. That's incorrect, and I thought this oh. one was easy actually because it's 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 their diodes, so it's silicon or germanium or oh, off. Of like so, I would have accepted silicon uh, or yeah. germanium. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, Clipping. Matt, you took a yep. stab. So no, actually, yeah, you know, you know what, Matty? As soon as you started saying as symmetrical and asymmetrical, I was like, of course it is, of course it is. What a complete idiot! Mm. What a complete idiot I am for not even thinking about that. And then as soon as Joe said germanium and silicon, I was like, oh, we're both idiots. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. 
So gentlemen, I just, got, I just froze in the heat of battle. That's what that was. <laughs> so, gentlemen, it is 12 points to Jay, 11 points to Matt. We're about to enter round four, signature model trivia. The question is, do you want to conduct round four here or in the Patreon? No, let's do it here. Let's do let's it pa- here. Let's, let's okay. go. Okay. We're 100% ready in that case. Let's commit. Welcome to round four, signature model trivia. Two points for a correct answer, three points for a steal, and minus one point for a wrong answer. So you've really got to think about your answers in this question, in this question, in this round. Okay. This round. I haven't, I haven't thought about any of my answers. Signature. I will signature. continue to answer my questions in that manner. Signature model trivia. Here we are. Questions all about signature models. Matt Knight, you start us off. What was the model number of Billy Joe Armstrong's only hollow body Gibson signature model? Oh. Oh. Five. Oh, that's incorrect. You oh. lose a point. I'm so sorry. And it goes over to Jay Cross. 137. 137 is correct. And as it's a steal, Jay Cross, you <laughs> move up to 15 points. That's very, very good. It is an ES137. Oh, it's only two. Um, Red. Red it's, and black, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's such a great guitar. Such great. It's, in my opinion, my favourite of his signature models. Um, but uh, but yes, the the weirdest one for Billy Joe Armstrong to go for, certainly. Um, definitely the least sought after as well. That's uh, so really expensive. Yeah, <laughs> true. Really, really expensive. Question two, Jay Cross. What name did Hendrix give to his black Gibson Flying V that he played at his iconic Isle of Wight performance, currently reissued by Gibson Custom Shop and limited to 125 pieces? I don't know. I I couldn't even take a stab in the dark. Moving across to Matt Knight. I I didn't even know this was the thing. You didn't know this was a thing? Guitar the, nerds. The, 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 <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Jimi Hendrix Flying V that he played at the Isle of Wight. The, the, the Flying V that's currently like Overrated, the mate. main guitar in in like that. He's no Paul whatever, that American Hollywood guitar <laughs> shop thing. Place I'd, mu- I'd much rather listen to that frog song by Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy Frog. It's, okay. It's, okay. Yeah, I'd rather listen to Crazy Frog, which is what Mark Packham would probably say. <laughs> by uh, Paul McCartney. Fine, fine. Okay, by fine, Paul fine. It's a, it's a pass. In that case, I will tell you, it is called the Flying Angel as Jimi Hendrix called it. Called that, it. Gibson that have... sounds like something made out of the ESP factory, the Jimi <laughs> Hendrix Fallen Angel. Um, yeah, 125 pieces, only sort of nine grand each. Um, I think each piece, really, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think a really worthwhile purchase. Okay, no points scored on that question. Question three, coming back round to you, Matt Knight. What two words are painted on the front of Fender's Tom Morello Stratocaster? Soul power that is correct matt knight two points one by you bringing it up to 15 12 in fairness not painted what is it scratched in no there's there's stickers and you when you get the guitar it's it's blank and you can choose whether oh really oh that's interesting choose whether you want to put the sticker on or not that's very cool that does actually joe branton you lose a point there i'm afraid (laughs) i'll minus myself a point there absolutely (laughs) 
Okay, Matt Knight coming round. Whoa, 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 a bit of classic Joe Branson sabotage going on there. Sorry, okay, next question here for Mark Packham. Mark. Jay, what finish is what finish is the Fender her strat? I'm never sure if, is it H-E-R? Are we supposed to say H-E-R for that? I'm not sure what the artist is called. I think it's her. I don't know, actually. I don't know. Um, it's uh, chrome, chrome like pearl chrome. I think it's that called. is correct. The official color is chrome glow, but I didn't expect either yeah. of you to know that. So chrome, I will yeah. accept two points. Imagine headstock looks mad. Absolutely, the guitar's lovely. wicked. The guitar's wicked, but yeah, it looks looks mad. Very good. I bet, it looks, now, I bet it looks incredible on a stage with like loads of lights flaring at it. Yeah, I watched yeah. a video of it the other day of her performing with it, and. Um, I think it looks wicked. One of the best fenders I've I've seen in a long time. It's, yeah, it's really cool. It's very, very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely great. Now, a similarly um, good question for Matt Knight, I guess, here. I didn't know which order this was going to come out in. Um, so, Matt Knight, um, what bridge pickup is in the fender Ed O'Brien? Hmm. Oh. Oh. Tell oh, really? Really, Matt? You thought yeah, about buying uh, one of these? I know. Uh, Texas. No, no, no. Oh, I hadn't finished. Seymour uh, <laughs> Duncan, JB Junior. I mean, I don't think it's Junior. It's J. It's the JB Mini humbucker, but I will accept that. Yes, that yeah, is. I think, uh, I that's, think that's close enough. enough. I think it's fine. Texas close Special's enough. in the middle. Your Texas Special is in the middle. Yeah, shall I give you an extra two points for that? No. Yeah. Give me an extra two points for that. <laughs> I mean, he can't catch you. Um, <clears throat> okay, here we go. Uh, last fun. last question here for you, Jay Cross. Last question in the last quiz of 2020 in the last episode of the regular edition. Oh my of gosh! Shana's podcast, and it is Joe. Right now, the time is eight. Tw- it's 2020 right now. Oh I looked at the clock. As <laughs> you said, actually is 2020. 2020. <gasps> it actually is 2020, and the year is 2020 as well. Oh my goodness! Oh my this goodness, okay. me! And I'm ans- I'm asking a question about my all-time favorite musician in the entire world. Here we go. Neil Young's famous old black Les Paul was originally what finish? How far ahead of Matty am I? <laughs> the the score is currently seventeen to fourteen. Pass. <laughs> uh, and I wish I could answer it, but... Um, you could tie, Matt. You can tie if you can answer this. It's worth taking a stab at. Because if you're right, what? three points for a steal, which will put you on 17 and you'll tie it. If you get this wrong, you'll just lose by one point more. I'm thoroughly recommending taking a go at what original colour Neil Young's <laughs> famous old black Les Paul was. I'm going to say gold top. It was a 1953 gold top. It's a tie. <laughs> <laughs> 2020, baby. I'm How about out of that? here. How about that? How about that? You're absolutely right. Yes. 
his 1953 gold top, which uh, is is the guitar he's played since something like 1965 or 67. Unbelievable the amount of work, the amount of gigs that that guitar's done. It got lost for a while when he sent it to a guitar shop for repair, and the guitar shop went under. <laughs> he lost it for like a year. <laughs> oh no! It just, yeah, it just got sold on. He's got like a, it has a Firebird humbucker in the bridge, which is actually the only pickup he uses in the guitar. Um, it's got like a brass chrome scratch plate. It also has a huge plate in the back of the guitar that holds the two halves of the guitar together. Uh, like a, a metal plate that's just in there gripping the guitar into one piece. Um, it's an incredible piece of equipment. Um, I, I don't know if Gibson have ever done like a, you know, a, a custom shop of it. Did either of you ever come a, 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 a no. come across one? At, at no, Gen? not like no. you think of. Absolutely. I don't think you'd ever probably allow it for some reason. Uh, I feel like he not. might be uh, against that. He said recently, didn't he, he was talking about... He he made some massive rant about Apple, didn't he, recently? Um and about recording with um Mac. Oh really? Yeah, I can't remember what it was about now. I I, um, I love Neil Young, but I do almost exclusively listen to his first sort of three or four records. Basically I mean, anything from the late sixties to the early seventies. With most of those old artists, I tend to Avoid anything they do in the 80s and 90s because you know it will be bad. But recently I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy a couple of Neil Young records that are new. Because I've, I've accidentally, you know, heard a couple of his 80s records where he made songs about like the internet and stuff. And they, it was bad. <laughs> you know, re- real bad. <laughs> really bad stuff. But, you know, I, I, uh, I bought a couple of his new records and it essentially sounds like he's gone back to recording like he did in the 70s. Like all the basses sounded like they were recorded straight into the desk. Like they were so clippy. I mean, and... the, the thing that I... what What is the thing that he had built that he still uses for his champ that is basically it's a massive mechanical arm that goes to the volume control and it's just like four preset volumes i want to say it's called like the gizmotron or something it's not like (laughs) something else but yeah it's basically basically an expression pedal and then four buttons that go onto the top of an old fender amp and then when he hits a button it mechanically like turns the amp up yeah, and he's, that's a, his, he's like, a big fan of old gear. His drive sound. He he's a huge fan of old gear. His whole thing is like, if once you've got that sound, don't try and recreate it with other stuff. That's the sound. Just make sure your gear stays together. Of course, you know <laughs> he's been doing it for sixty years, and he has he has techs that can do it. He's a big magnetone user. In fact, he is. Um, I mean, yeah, because he also, and we did talk about this on the podcast a very long time ago. He uses an incredibly old and incredibly rare magnetone uh, that has uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten speakers and two horns. Yeah, I, the first time I saw it, I thought I was looking at something photoshopped because it's so big. Um, what is it called? It's something ridiculous, and I think they only made like one or two. Um. Yeah, his his tech definitely has the hardest job in the world. I think <laughs> you know maintaining I, I all his he's equipment. Super super picky. Uh, yeah, he basically uses an, a 1959 Tweed Deluxe, which is used since the 60s, um, with two volume controls and a shared tone control. And then there's yeah this thing that sits on top of it. Um, 
Oh, and he had to he had to change the stock files to six L sixes because he kept blowing it up. Apparently, because <laughs> uh, he was running it on max volume. But yeah, it, we should probably uh, we should definitely dive into dive into that rig. Yeah, oh, I've just found it. Eight horns, four ten inch speakers, four fifteen inch speakers, and two fifteen inch passive radiators. Um, Got to stay warm. Yeah, yeah, that's the Magnatone 280 stereo vibrato combo. The thing is six foot tall. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, uh, it's 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 ridiculous. Um, um, so there you go. Well, maybe we'll talk a bit more about his gear along with some more Christmas suggestions, uh, along with you know anything else that we want to discuss over on the Patreon episode of the Guitarnos podcast, which will be the last Patreon episode of 2020 as i have mentioned thank you very much dear listener for joining us on this journey throughout 2020 i hope you're okay i hope you got through this year all right because you know it wasn't great for anyone 2021 is going to bring on a whole load of cool new awesome stuff and hopefully it will start with a slew of new exciting equipment from all our favorite brands um you can of course join us on patreon for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month will get you this episode ad-free and early. You know, I admit, next year now. <laughs> um, uh, at the $5 tier, you get access to our entire back catalogue of um, of Patreon specials and all our mini-series. And at the $10 tier, you'll have your, uh, your name sung in a song. This week, Christmas-themed. I had to come up with a whole Christmas song. Um, so enjoy that. It took me ages. <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, follow us on all the social medias with at Guitar Nerds. Join us on the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum. Take advantage of that book deal if uh, you're interested in the Stompbox book or the Vintage and Rarities book. Use code Guitar Nerds. Only the first five people who use it will get to get that 10% discount. So take advantage of that. And we will be back next week with the gear of the year podcast series and back next year with more of this guitar nerdery farewell cheers gang thanks very much Kristen Abbott, Diane, Yogi, the guitarist, Carl Harris, Bow, 
Lifted Todd, Simon's Rich Creswell, Joe Hoffard, John Hughes, Michael Howe, Brian Hansen, Shane Hem, Jeffrey Wax, Eric Hammer, Samuel Frost, Brian Einstein, Gavin Van der Linden, Jacob McGee, Andy Manley, Scott Hunting, Robert Butterworth, Simon Milborn, Marcus Zhao, Kadawaki, Stuart Robson, Neil Milton, Ryan McDermott, Christian Lund, Hansen, Keith Adams, Michael McFay, Eric Fowl, Andrew Good, Joe Paddock, Marion Peters, Richard Sudworth, Jack Trapmore, Ken Sayers, Adrian Day, Abe Matthews, Iotopia, The Band, Sean Arbo, John Anglin, Rob Gould, Tucker Ramadon, Ernie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate Nagel, Stephen Bork, Aaron Sherman, Dave Lee, Jake Gray, Scott Kennedy, Blake Wyland, Christopher Lotus, Hans Ams, Derek Rich, Rob Nordvik, Steve Myrtle, J.D. Short, Brad Page, Andy McKenzie, Robin Smith, Scott O'Brien, Paul Corrigan, and of course, Luke Rabbit. Merry Christmas to one and all. May you have a merry, merry time filled with guitars and Christmasing. Drink a Jinski for me. Ho, ho, ho. See you next year, dear listener. Farewell. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.